I'm writing a research paper. What am I writing about again? We're talking about that today on Surviving Seminary. Welcome back. My name is Kevin Sutherland, and I'm here with my co-host, Jason Stark. Hello. And this is Surviving Seminary, and you are now listening to the second episode of our writing suite. So we're talking about today about the difference between your subject and your topic. So you might say the topic for today's podcast is subject. They're not the same thing? No, no, they're not. I wanted to start off with a quote from The Craft of Research uh, that we talked about this a little bit and the importance of this uh, in general. So I'm just going to read this. And again, these are not my words or Jason's words. But it says, a subject is a broad area of knowledge, for example, climate change, while a topic is a specific interest within that area, for example, the effect of climate change on migratory birds. However, finding a topic is not simply a matter of narrowing your subject. A topic is an approach to a subject, one that asks a question whose answer solves a problem that your readers care about. So in other words, a subject, you know, you could probably take as the subject of your research paper in seminary as the subject of the course that this paper has been assigned in. So if you're in Pentateuchal law, then your subject area is going to be the Pentateuch and law found therein. Whereas your topic might be a certain aspect of it, maybe a particular law or a particular approach to how laws were formulated or how they compare to other cultures in the time period or whatnot. I can say now that oftentimes it takes me forever to figure out my topic for a paper in the class that I'm in. Yeah. I mean, usually the, the class that I'll be in, whatever class, there's like one big paper at the end of the semester, and you have to find a topic for it. Mm-hmm. It takes me forever to find a topic. They don't just jump off the page at me like they do for some others. And I really wish that it were easier for me. Yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about that and how you determine your subject and your topic. Um, obviously, uh, it may be predetermined, especially your subject, because if you're in, like we said, Pentateuchal law, then you probably be, can't be talking about physics in Pentateuchal law unless there's some way you can connect the two together on that. So your subject, you know, kind of constrains it a little bit, but it doesn't constrain it very much because if you're talking about a, an area, uh, keep going with Pentateuchal law because it's outside of my own personal comfort zone. But not mine. But not yours. Uh, there are tons and tons of topics that e- even I, as a non-expert, can think about. I can think about how law is presented in Leviticus, how law is presented in Deuteronomy, how law is presented in Exodus, How you know, as I said, how other cultures may have compared or contrasted with uh, Pentateuchal law and all of those different things. I mean, that's just a few that I've named off, and each of those are massive topics in themselves. You don't want to write one paper about Pentateuchal law that you call this paper is about writing about Pentateuchal law. And unless you've got 10,000 pages or so in your paper, you're not going to get anywhere near what you need to do to write that paper. Right. So a topic has to be something that you can narrow down to about 
15 or 20 pages or something like that, mm-hmm. depending on the nature of the assignment that you're given. And most of the time, it's not quite predetermined. You don't just uh, always get a, an assignment from your, from your professor saying, write about this. I kind of wish that I could get a little bit more of those, again, because sometimes I have trouble coming up with my uh, own topics that I feel like are, are creative enough or whatever. Again, see our, see our previous episode about relying on God. Mm-hmm. But uh, be that as it may, sometimes I have trouble with that. But you do have to come up with a topic most times. You have to be able to narrow down your focus to a particular thing that you want to write about and a particular thing that you, that you want to enter into a conversation about. Yeah, and so one of the things you can do is you can reference our uh, podcast episode on brainstorming as a way to think about those different things. Um, and one other aspect of it is, you know, to use your own tastes to help you guide in some of those areas. You mean I can write about what I like to write about? Uh, yeah. In fact, your best papers are probably going to be papers that you like writing about. So this will be very critical for you to do, especially the more you narrow down, the more you're going to have to be creative and do that determining on yourself. Again, your course may tell you this is your subject, but as you start getting further and further from a broad topic to a narrow topic and whatnot, the, the more that you do, the more you're going to have to start guiding in on that and aiming in down. The less focused you are in your paper, the more difficult it's going to be for you. You have to be able to get it narrowed down. And sometimes the topics that we write on can feel so narrow that they don't feel very relevant. But um, they are relevant. You have to you have to find the ways in which your topics are relevant. Obviously, but there's more. There's also more to it. We have to narrow them down because we don't have all the time in the world to research very broad aspects of things. It's not practical uh, to have a paper that is focused too broadly. Focused too broadly. That's that's kind of a an oxymoron there. It has to be narrowed down. You've gotta you've gotta be able to get it focused in on something specific. So you might have gotten, you know, your subject. I'm gonna go with Jesus and the Gospels because that's an area that I'm more interested in. Um and then you maybe are going down even a step further and you're looking at uh maybe a particular theme in one of the books, and then you narrow it even further, and maybe you've gone to a passage or whatnot. But even with all that, uh, you still have to do some more narrowing. And uh, so one of the things that they bring up in the craft of research, um, I'm going to read again from them. It says, so the best way to begin working on your focused topic is not to find all the information you can on it, but to formulate questions that direct you to just the information you need to answer them. Yeah, the best uh, papers, I think, they arise from really salient and incisive questions that you formulate in your mind. Because when you have a question that needs to be answered, that's going to drive you forward. And also, the question is, is coming from a slice of things. It's not coming from the whole, typically. But you find a particular question in the midst of this whole topic, and then that can drive you forward in a way that is 
it's almost like you're you're focusing down and it's like it pressurizes the whole process forward. Yeah. So we're going to walk through some of what you can do to determine what are good and valid questions that you should ask. And the first thing I kind of want to say is that it all comes down to prior knowledge. Almost all research is building on the work of others. And so you need to be aware of it and and do that. And there are two different flavors that I'm distinguishing here. Um, We have internal prior knowledge and external prior knowledge. The internal being uh, based on our own experiences, our own prior reading prior to even beginning this research project, um, and any previous exposure we've had. There have been many times where I got in a class and I knew automatically what I wanted to write about because it was a hot button issue. Uh, Maybe it was a controversial topic in the church or in society at large that this passage of the Bible speaks about. But again, you know, not every seminarian is going to be on a Bible issue, but you will find those things that maybe touch either an interest that you've already uh, become aware of or something that will be relevant to what's going on. And then the other one um, is the external knowledge. It's usually the easiest to pick a topic if you have a lot of internal knowledge base, but especially if you're coming to seminary from another field uh, like Jason did um, or whatnot, you may have to rely on some external knowledge. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, because I, as you're going through this difference, this distinction between internal and external knowledge, I really feel like this is one of my issues. I have constantly been characterizing myself as very green when it comes to biblical studies and high-level researching in general. I did my Master's of Divinity here at Asbury Seminary over the last several years, and I've now come into a PhD program. I'm very blessed to be able to have done that. At the same time, before that, I had very little to no research, like thorough research process, and I was very inexperienced when it came to biblical studies, Old Testament studies, Old Testament methods, you name it. I had, in my MDiv, I had a lot of experience with Hebrew and Hebrew grammar, and that's great, but obviously Old Testament studies is way broader than just knowing Hebrew. And so I think that as I come to courses and research papers that I have to write, I run into a lot of hurdles because I don't have a lot of prior knowledge. Uh, I don't have a lot of prior reading. A lot of the reading that I'm doing is pretty foundational stuff, and it's amazing and incredibly helpful. But at the same time, that means it's going to take me a lot longer to develop a base of knowledge out of which I can more easily start to develop questions. I run into something where I say like, oh, well, I know that because of this factor and this factor, um, I, I don't know where that's heading. But basically, I, I, need, I have more ground to cover, I think, mm. than maybe some other people out there. And yeah. maybe that's your experience, too, as you're listening here. Maybe that's your experience where you don't have quite as much of a knowledge base or experience base, and you're going to have to do a little bit more on the external side as far as external knowledge goes to kind of make up for that gap. That'll change over time as we all gain more experience, as we all become more knowledgeable and, and better versed in different authors and different research fields, and that'll get better. But we're not all there yet. Yeah. 
I mean, in my situation, I did all, most of my undergrad work was in New Testament. So I'm building on uh, several decades, well, not quite several decades, but close to two decades worth of work in this. So this is all, uh, I've already been reading a lot of the foundational material and whatnot. So again, when we go back to that model of the pyramid, Jason is having to read stuff that maybe may not even end up in the paper at all because he's trying to get that established idea of what's out there. Where can I add to this? Where can I build my little pyramid that isn't in the forest full of pyramids, basically? Yeah, a lot of that has been happening this semester, prior semesters. It's it's natural. It has to happen sometime, and for me, that time is now. So it comes down to prior knowledge. That's one aspect of it. Um, it needs to be interesting is another thing. It has to be interesting first to you, like we were saying. You can write about something that you like and that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. It needs to be interesting to you, and it has to be interesting to your readers. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to write a paper that's solely interesting to you, then, yeah, you might get a good grade from your professor who's only looking to see that you're able to do research. But if you're wanting to do something that people, other people will want to read, then they're going to... want to read it. (laughs) So it's got to hit something that's interesting to them. Um, And to do that, it kind of either needs to shed light on a major question in your field, or it needs uh, to show, you need to show the readers how they really should be concerned with the questions your research is attempting to answer. One of the things that you read several times in the craft of research is that the most devastating question that you will ever be faced with as a researcher is not what did you say or how did you say that or come up with that, but when they say, so what? Um, If your research does not either answer a problem that your reader has or can significantly be shown to affect your reader in some manner, then they're just not going to want to read it. And there wasn't much point in writing this outside of getting a grade. And again, we're not writing these papers in order to impress people. Our point is not to um, become famous or gain notoriety. Obviously, gaining notoriety can be helpful to you in your in your process. But if that's what you're focused on, then then I would say that's an improper focus. But be that as it may, a paper needs to at least target having relevance for people. When we say interesting, that can kind of go the wrong way. I think what we're really talking about is a paper has to be, has to demonstrate that the topic is relevant and that it's something people are going to want to know about. Yeah, and so wrapping this back all up with this is we've been talking about subject, we've been talking about topic, and we've been talking about questions that will drive your research. So you're going to be wanting to pick out those questions that you feel are relevant and interesting to you and your readers. And so we're going to kind of wrap that up here, but the next episode we're going to talk about is more from the questions moving on to problems that need to be solved. So we've kind of given you a little bit of a foretaste that we're going to go into in more depth on the next episode. So please stick around for that. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, we would really appreciate it. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear if uh, we could improve something in the midst of this 
final suite of episodes that we are doing. If you didn't listen to our last episode, please go back and do so so you can hear about that. This is our final run for Surviving Seminary, so we want to hear from people. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so mainly through our Facebook page, Surviving Seminary Podcast. You can send us a message there. You can also get links to email us, and you can get links to visit our website where we have all of our episodes that you can listen to at your disposal. We also would ask that you subscribe, and you can do that pretty much through any of the podcasting apps that you can find if you listen to them on your phone. And we hope this episode has been valuable to you, and we hope that you will come back for the next one. Have a good one. Thank you.